Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blonder, this is Abe Lovich, and in this episode, we will be recapping the NHL from March 21st to the 30th by going over the news, stats, standings, our biggest winner and loser of the week, team of the week, question of the week, and more. Abe, want to get us started with the news. Buffalo sucks. Yeah, let's go right into it. I'm going to get started with some injuries. There's been a lot. Max Pacioretty has been day-to-day, but he should be back in the near future. And Buffalo goalie Carter Hutton is injured after a hit from Julian Gauthier. Yeah, some big losses for the uh, for the Habs and for uh, Buffalo. But or sorry, I'm at sorry, not the Habs anymore. He used to be on the Habs for the uh, Golden Knights and for Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, yeah, they're horrible. Buffalo sucks, but it doesn't really matter at this point. Who's who's in? Who's out? They're pretty much just a glorified AHL team. But we'll get we'll get more into that later. Max Pacioretty um has been day to day, but glad to see that. He'll be back soon for the Golden Knights. Yeah, and in some other injury news, New Jersey Devils forward Nathan Bastion is out three to five weeks due to a sprained MCL. And Ottawa forward Austin Watson will miss the next three to five weeks due to a hand injury. Some big losses, or not, eh, like they could be bigger, but, you know, wishing them a speedy recovery. Yeah, like it's that's a hit on New Jersey, even though they have, they've been beating basically Buffalo and Boston in their division, no one really else. But um, just tonight, right before we recorded this, um, Boston finally beat New Jersey in a shootout. But that game is not included in this week's episode. But hopefully, a speedy they'll both have a speedy recovery. And also, in other injury news, um, Casper Kapanen has been placed on IR with a lower body injury. And John Moore is out five to six months after undergoing a hip surgery. And that's big hit on Boston's defensive core. A lot of them have been injured, but they got a few players back. But hopefully, John Moore will have a speedy recovery. And also, Casper Kapanen has been big on Pittsburgh ever since he came there from the Leafs, and it's gonna it's gonna be a hit for, to lose to him. Yeah, John Moore kind of sucks. It doesn't matter. Casper Kapanen, uh, yeah, that sucks for Pittsburgh. But we're gonna move on to an actual big injury here. Aaron Ekblad was carted off the ice. And a 4-1 win over the Stars with a gruesome leg injury. Pretty sure he broke his leg. He's out for the season. It was really gross. Um, I would not recommend watching it. But, like, it's not actually it's one of those videos where, you like, you want to watch it over and over again, but you don't want to watch it at all. It's, like, kind of weird. But it's, like, it's really gross. Wishing him very speedy recovery. Big blow to the Panthers. Losing their, like, one, one of their biggest players, obviously. Former number one overall pick in 2014. Just a great player. Obviously, very unfortunate for Florida and Aaron Eckblad that this happened. Yeah, like it's a big hit also on the Panthers as a team because he's their biggest, best defenseman. And then they have been so dominant at the beginning of the season. And he was a big part of the glue that I was holding that strong team together. So we'll see how they do without him. Yeah, and also in other news the Vancouver forward Justin Bailey is out for the rest of the season after undergoing a soul, a shoulder surgery so hopefully he'll have a speedy recovery uh yeah and in some trade news Alexander Volkov to the Ducks for a late round pick and a prospect and Eric Stahl to the Habs for a third and a fifth uh yeah obviously you know the big one here Eric Stahl to the Habs for a third and a fifth from Buffalo, uh, yeah, Buffalo sucks. They're horrible. Uh, it's a very common theme in this episode that Buffalo sucks. Um, yeah, Buffalo sucks. And they traded away one of their better players, Eric Stahl, for a third and a fifth. 
I mean, I guess it's a good move for both teams. Not like Stahl is enjoying it there. And, you know, got some picks. And for the Habs, got a nice little uh, – some center depth. So, good for them. Yeah, I think the Buffalo is starting to realize that they're going into um, a bit of a rebuilding period because Buffalo sucks. And in other trade news, Brendan Lemieux has been sent over to the Kings from the New York Rangers in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Also, another trade with the Kings is that from Ottawa, Christian Wolanin has been sent there in exchange for forward Mike Amadio. So a bit of like bottom liner shuffling around, really trying to mix things up both on those teams. And the Kings really need a boost to get their playoff hopes kept alive. Yeah. Some, some minor traits here, although Brandon Lemieux to the Kings, uh, I mean, he was a big physical presence for New York. So, yeah, I mean, he knows getting fights with Trent Frederick. I don't really understand why they did that, but whatever. I'm not complaining. Moving on, the capital sign, goaltender Zachary Fucali to a two-year extension with uh, $7.5 or $750,000 per year. Um, border, former 36 overall pick. By the Habs, he was phenomenal in the World Juniors in, like, 2012, 2013. Uh, yeah, minor move, but name some of you might have forgotten about. Yeah, and in other news, Buffalo sucks, and the Avs signed former capital forward Liam O'Brien to a one-year deal, and then they sent him right off to waivers. In other waiver news, the Vancouver Canucks claimed Tyler Boyd from Toronto off waivers. Yeah, some awesome small moves here, but, you know. Love to see it. Uh, yeah. most, most little moves. But we move on. We got – and some other waiver news. We got uh, Philly placing Shane Gosper on waivers. Uh, yeah, I mean, he what, scored like the third most points in, for a defenseman in a season a couple years ago and then just dipped. He's not here. Buffalo sucks. Um, yeah, so he kind of just – kind of just fell off the face of the year. He's getting paid 4.5 mil a year for the next, like I think, like three years. So, yeah, he yeah, is not, not great for Philly. And Andre Touringay from the Ottawa 67s is going to coach Canada in what next World Juniors and World Championship. So, yeah, good for him. Good for Canada. I like the move. Yeah, good, good luck to Andre and Canada as a whole. But um, in other news, referee Tim Peel was banned from the NHL after discussing a penalty he wanted to call on, on the Predators when he was mic'd up or someone else was mic'd up. I'm not sure, but it got put on the internet. He was like, I got to put a call on – I got to – put a call on Nashville here that's just like not cool especially by a referee but like I'm sure he's not the only ref to do this but it's still like it's not cool to do that on any team just gotta ref the game as it's played yeah it's really concerning actually um because what if this happens like all the time and we just don't hear about it uh so I was, that's I was really concerning because I think there was a game the Rangers and there's like a picture of the ref covering the mic so he's probably saying some shady stuff there or like, yeah, to some of the other refs just to make sure that the mic doesn't pick it up. But I mean, this is, this is bad. Like I'm thinking like, what if the refs are like, Oh, I don't like this team. Like the NHL could be a really corrupt league. And we wouldn't know. Yeah. The refs hold way too much power, way too much. All right. So uh, take that what you will. I really hope the NHL is not very corrupt, but in some draft lottery news, Buffalo sucks, but um, teams can't have more than two number one picks in a five-year span. Teams cannot – sorry, they changed the draft lottery to, to this. Teams can at most ha- jump 10 spots with a lottery win. The number of picks decided by the lottery is going to 
go from two to three. Uh, the team with the fewest wins can't draft lower than third overall, and 11 teams instead of 16 eligible. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess we won't see Buffalo win five draft lotteries in a row because they suck. Yeah, sucks for Buffalo on this. But, like, all these rules make a ton of sense, and it really makes the league a bit more fair, which hopefully they'll be more fair when they get Tim Peel out of here. But um, in other non-NHL news, but in and WHL news, they are adding a seventh franchise in Montreal, which is great for the league as they're expanding and becoming more popular. And also the Boston Pride has won the Isabel Cup over the Minnesota Whitecaps to become the first NWHL team to win the cup twice. So congratulations to the Boston Pride. Like they had a great cup run. It's great to see them win it. Yeah. Uh, as a Boston Pride fan myself, kind of not too big into the, NWHL, but I would love to get more into it. I'm glad local team won. I'm happy for them. And some other news, the Canadian government is poised to approve a seven-day quarantine period with extra testing for players trade to Canadian teams. So it's just seven less days. Yeah, that, that's good. And it's just going to make things a bit quicker for teams during, free, during like the trade deadline coming up soon. And also, let's move on to the goals for this episode. Buffalo does suck, in fact. But in goals, in first place is Austin Matthews with 23 goals. Connor McDavid in second place with 21. Miko Ratanen with 20. Leon Dreisaitl all the way sold with 19 goals. And Alex Ovechkin making a bit of comeback on his goal count with 18 goals this season. These are all huge names, star players of the league here. So it's like Ovechkin, Matthews, McDavid, even like Ratanen and Dreisaitl. They're big names here. And, like, they're all climbing fast. Matthews, McDavid, Dreisaitl have been up here for a while. And Raton and Ovechkin finally speeding up. Yeah. Um, I mean, as we clearly see here, it's pretty much the same five names. I mean, Ovechkin's getting a little better. Um, but we do not see any Buffalo Sabres players. Why? Because they suck. They have no good players besides Eichel. So sorry, Jack Eichel. But, he, I don't know, he's been out for a while. I feel terrible for him. Um, yeah. Well, Taylor Hall, though. Taylor Hall. Yeah, Taylor Hall suck. Like this year's not going well at all. Like it's yeah. not good. Um not have drafted apparently not. Apparently Buffalo asked for like a first round pick for him and the teams were just like laughing at him. Like uh, <laughs> no chance. So yeah, we're gonna move on to the assists section. In first place, we got McDavid with 42. Next up we got Kane with 35. Tied with him, we got Dry started with 35. In fourth place, we got Marner with 31. And fifth place, we got Anze Kopitar with 29. Again, you know. Pretty similar to last week, you know, McDavid still up there by a lot. Kane and Dreisaitl, two and three. Um, you know, again, no Sabres. They're horrible. Dumpster fire. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this is very impressive. Like, even for a man of the stature of Connor McDavid, he has 42 assists in 36 game pl- games played. That's just very impressive as a whole. And, like, basically, this list hasn't changed in a while, but – but their numbers keep going up steadily. So, but let's move on to the points. Once again, no one from Buffalo is here because Buffalo sucks. Um, Connor McDavid is leading the league with 63 points. And then nine points behind him is Leon Dreisaitl, his teammate with 54 points. Then Patrick Kane with 48 points. Mitch Marner with 44. And Mark Schleifley with 43 points. No surprises here. Connor McDavid is having a record year. Leon Dreisaitl is playing great. Kane is like willing like the Blackhawks to be good again. I'm just happy for everyone there because they're not Buffalo. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, no Buffalo Sabres. And in the safe percentage section, guess what team is not here? Buffalo Sabres. Why? Because it suck. First place, we got Philip Grubauer with .962. Next up, or sorry, unblocked save percentage. Next up, we got Andre Vasilevsky with the point nine six one. And then we got Alex Nedjlovic uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes with the point nine six one. Capo Kakinen with the nine six zero and Casey Smith in the nine six zero. Yeah, uh, some very good save percentages. Yeah, these are all save percentages on unblocked shots with a minimum of ten games, of course. And Alex Nedeljkovic has been has been really playing great for the Canes. Really big surprise here. And then once again, like amazing goalies like Grubauer and Vasilevsky been really leading the pack. But let's move on to our standings, and I'm sure you guys already know where Buffalo is. But let's start off with the Central Division. In first place, and I believe they're also leading the league, or no, they're tied leading the league, is the Tampa Bay Lightning with 50 points. And then right behind them is the Carolina Hurricanes with 49 points. Then right behind them is, in third place, is the Florida Panthers with 48. Then big dip off Nashville with 37. Chicago also with 37. So they're going to be fighting for that playoff spot. Um, Columbus is still in the race for that playoff spot with uh, 34 games. And Dallas actually could be still in the race for that spot too. They're still in the contention. They have 31 points. But four games less played than Nashville, Chicago, and Columbus. And then Detroit at the bottom, no surprises, with 28 points. And so, like, really, Carolina's overtaken Florida, which has been big, but it's only by one point. But they have played two less games, but I'm going to get into them later. And, like, the main focus here is really that fourth spot run between Nashville, Chicago, Columbus, or Dallas. Leo, who do you think is going to win it? Uh, I still think it'll be Chicago. I think Kane. He's playing super, super well. I mean, they were in it last week, not in it this week, but they are tied. I mean, technically they're in fifth place. But they are tied in points and games played with Chicago with Nashville, I meant. But I think Nashville has a tiebreaker. It doesn't really matter at this point. But I'm still going to go with Chicago. Um, I really think if they, they can just they can just pull it out towards the end of the year. I mean, if Kane can play, Debrinkit's, uh better, or Debrinkit's getting better, I think. Doc came back after his broken wrist in the World Juniors. Um, yeah, definitely not Detroit, but Dallas, they're playing horrible. I was really between Nashville, Columbus, and Chicago. Maybe Dallas, but I do think Nashville and Chicago, and I'll go Chicago. Yeah, like if da- if um, Tyler Sagan and Penn Bishop play amazing coming back from injury, then Dallas has a chance. If not, they're out of there. But I think I'm going to agree with you on Chicago based on Patrick Kane so far. Yeah. Next up, we're going to move on, move on to the Mass Mutual East Division. Um, you guys don't guess who's in last place, but in first place, right now we got Washington with 50 points. Second place, we got New York Islanders with 48. Tied with them, we got Pittsburgh with 48. Next up, fourth place, we got Boston with 39 points. Then fifth place, we got Philly with 38. Sixth place, we got the New York Rangers with 34. Seventh, we got New Jersey Devils with 30. Eighth, we got Buffalo with 17. Actually, Boston just won, so it's 41. But, yeah, I mean, a big gap between the third and the fourth seed. However, the Bruins have played significantly less games than all of those teams. So, yeah, I mean, I can I – can, I, I think it'll be the four teams that are in it right now. I do think that they'll make playoffs. Maybe, yeah, I think Philly, they can have a strong push, but I just don't think they can out-push Boston, Pittsburgh, New York, and Washington. Buffalo's horrible. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, aside from Buffalo being an absolute dumpster fire, I don't really see Philly taking over based on how they've played recently. I see the Rangers having a better chance over them, even though they're four points behind and same games played as Philly because they have been dominant, especially with Mika Zibanejad. He's been all over the place. Um, Boston has had a, a bit of a skid lately, but they're getting back in the groove. They just need to control the puck a little bit better and really get their secondary scoring back on track. But I think... I I would agree. Like the four four the four teams that are winning this division right now are, g- are gonna keep winning the division. Maybe some places will switch around, but that's pretty much it. But let's move on to the Honda West division, so we don't have to hear more about Buffalo sucking. Um, in first place is the Vegas Golden Knights with forty nine points. In second place is the Colorado Avalanche with forty eight. Then a bit of a gap to the Minnesota Wild with forty four. And in fourth place is the St. Louis Blues with thirty eight points. Talk about them a little later. And then also the Arizona Coyotes with 37, the LA Kings with 32, San Jose Sharks also with 32, and the Anaheim Ducks with 28 points. Yeah, you know, uh, I do think 1, 2, 3, and 4, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, I do think it'll stay that way. However, St. Louis has really been slipping. Uh, maybe, honestly, maybe Arizona can catch them. St. Louis has been, what, like 0-4? I mean, they've been terrible this week. But we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. I think Colorado is going to end up winning this division, even though Vegas has more points than them. Then Minnesota, I do think they'll make the playoffs. Um, yeah, not too many changes from last week. So, Yeah. The main story here is really St. Louis. And Arizona is only one point behind with the same amount of games played. So I could see them taking over if St. Louis continues this skid. But the top three are a lock. And Colorado has been playing amazing the past couple of weeks. And their skid was at the beginning of the season, and they're past that. They're more well put together. I definitely agree with you on how they're going to win the division. But Vegas is still being dominant. I don't see them falling to third or fourth. Yeah, uh, I can see that. But for now, we'll move on to the Scotia North division. First place, we got Toronto, 47 points. Next up, we got Winnipeg with 46. Third place, we got Edmonton with 45. Fourth, we got Montreal with 37. Fifth, we got Calgary with 35. Sixth, we got Vancouver with 35. And seventh, we got Ottawa with 28. You know, no surprise, top teams, Toronto, last season, Ottawa. But then we got Winnipeg, went on an absolute surge a couple of weeks ago. Even even going into this week, they're only one point behind Toronto, even though Toronto does have a game in hand. Winnipeg could, could sneakily win up this division. Who knows? I don't know. Edmonton also playing well. Same with Montreal. I could see Calgary slipping in. However, I really don't think – actually, not as a lie. I really don't think Calgary will slip in. I do think the top four teams make the playoffs considering – Calgary has six more games played than Montreal. Montreal's two more points, and they're the fourth and fifth seed. So I'm not, I'm not seeing it. But, yeah, I do think yeah. top four teams are a lot. Yeah, Montreal has been on a skid ever since they went on that initial skid, and then they fired Claude Julien. But then they haven't really been winning a lot after that because they were so dominant earlier, and now they're just so not. And also, they've lost a lot of games like due to scheduling and COVID, but just don't really see them coming back from this. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the hot and cold team of the week. I'm going to start off with my hot team. Got the Arizona Coyotes in four and one of their last five. One and one against Colorado, but 2-0 and against San Jose and a win against Anaheim and plus 12 in the games that they did win. So, yeah, besides that one loss against Colorado, I think the Coyotes have been playing very well, especially if they're really fighting in for that playoff spot with St. Louis slipping. I think those are some critical games. And with the season's about, like, three-fifths done at this point, it's a little sad. They really need to make a push, and they have been. And, yeah, that's why they're my hot team of the week. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good pick, but I think I'm going to take the Carolina Hurricanes here. They moved up to second in their division behind Tampa and the one point above Florida with two less games played. So that's something there. And then so first off in this week, they beat Columbus 3-0 with Nadeljovic has a shutout and then Sebastian Ajo tallying two points. And a couple of days later, they edge out Columbus again. And like Columbus was looking for a comeback, but they shut him down in overtime to win 4-3. to And with Sebastian Ajo getting the overtime goal. Then after that, they just go ahead and score three goals in the second period to win 4-3 over Tampa Bay, who has been so, oh, so dominant this season. Nekas netting two goals and one assist. And like he and Ajo both have had a great week. And also Nadeljevic has been great. He moved up in the save percentage rankings. I think the Kings just overall improved. Like there's no bad sides here. Yeah, I can see why you picked them. Obviously, Kane's 3-0, playing very well. So, yeah, I mean, great offense, great defense, great goaltending. Just moving as one big collective unit right now. I'm playing super well. It's what you need to do to win. Yeah, so we're going to move on to our cold team of the week besides Buffalo because we will get into them later. Um, I'm going to go with, I mean, and earlier too, but, like, we're really going to get into them later. Uh, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Carter Hart and their defense has been horrible. He's actually a healthy scratch for a couple games because he's just playing that badly. Went 2-2-1, two, two and one, but almost lost to Buffalo. They were down 3-0 against Buffalo and did end up coming back. And they lost 8-3 against New York. So, yeah, I mean, the last, what, like two games they've played in New York, they've had like 17 goals or something. So, not what you want to see from yeah. a perspective. But, yeah, rather my cold team of the week. Yeah, Philadelphia went on skid. I can't believe in the beginning of this season I predicted I'm going to win the division. That was a, that was probably my worst pick of that entire episode back then. No, but look back, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I doubted it, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Well, um, noting back on that point you made earlier about the Coyotes trying to edge out the Blues, I have the Blues as my cold team of the week. They fell hard off the standings, and like Minnesota is now above them, taking their playoff spot which I think Minnesota is going to keep that. Like, first off in the week, Jordan Bennington lets in four goals in the third to lose 5-1 to to Vegas. So, like, Leo, I think you were right on how he got too comfortable after his huge contract. You were very much correct about that. And then also after – and then after that, they lose a crucial game to the Wild. And when they outshoot the Wild 37-11 to and yet they still couldn't score – like, they, Talbot just beat down the whole team. It was a little sad for them. And the Wild took their spot in, in the playoffs so far. And then, like, to make matters worse, they lose 4-1 to one to the Anaheim Ducks. The, the Ducks, they've been terrible this season. And yet, they just wipe St. Louis. And yet, like, their defense, of like, St. Louis' defense has just been crippling this entire team. And then after they, that 4-1 to one loss to the Ducks, they blow a 2-0 lead to lose 3-2 in overtime to the Ducks in the rematch game. They take a lead, and then they just blow it. really just shows their defense how bad it is. I think it's like a t- this team used to be so dominant, and they made good offseason moves with Tory Krug. And I guess Petrangelo was really what they needed because Vegas has been really good this season, and Tory Krug has really just not been what he was expected to do. Yeah, you're right. I mean – like they also made Mike Hoffman a healthy scratch. So unless they're trading him, uh, I don't really know why he's not like playing that badly. So, oh well. And then, uh, yeah, 
Blues, they really need to be winning these games and they keep losing and it just it sucks for them. I mean, they keep losing the Ducks too. That just does not help. You cannot blow leads. So, yeah, unfortunate for – not unfortunate. Very fortunate for um, the Coyotes and it kind of sucks for the Blues. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Yeah. Oh, also, speaking back like Bennington, what happens is when you get – not like with him, but it's like it's risky – for the management to hand out extensions in the middle of the season because the players have extra motivation in their contract years. And then once they get automatically get rewarded for that, then they just relax. We see it all the time with a lot of big name players getting huge contracts and them just relaxing. So yeah, I think it was bad by them. Yeah, definitely made a great point. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the lineup of the week. We are very, very close. We are, this is the second to last section all right it was the last section before we rip on buffalo so stay tuned for that so for the three forwards i got mika zibanejad four goals four assists with three goals three assists and six point win over the eight against philadelphia in the eight three win then we got Sidney crosby three goals five assists five games played and phil castle with five goals two assists and four games played so obviously zibanejad is very like on and off player i guess he's really really on against philly uh, yeah, I think it's 12 points in the last like, two games for him against them. Something ridiculous. And Crosby, it's been Crosby. He's very good. And Castle, actually, a little surprised that he play, he's playing this well, but he's finally back in the net recently. So, yeah. Yeah, he's been really helping Arizona with that. And I would say my lineup is identical to yours, Leah. So, I think I'll take the D-man here. Um, I have Adam Fox. He has one goal and 10 assists. And, like, stats aside – like he's been making play after play. I think in towards the end of the game against Philly, like he kept making defensive block after block and steal, then passed away, gave it away, and then steal again. He said amazing sequence. And also he had five assists in the night in that eight to three win versus Philly. He's been great. And also I got Kel McCarr with one goal and five assists in five games played. And then I got Yusei Saros in for my goalie. He got two goals allowed, three dubs. 80 saves and a shutout. He's been playing great for Nashville, really keeping them fighting for that playoff spot. Yeah. Uh, Saros playing, like he's playing, like he's just standing on his head, playing extremely well. And yeah, I mean, he's by far been the best goalie this week. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of love to UC Saros and Adam Fox. 10 assists with five assists tonight. That's actually ridiculous. 10 assists in a week. Jeez. Um, yeah, Cal McCarr playing well too. So like to see it. So now we're gonna move on to our big moment of the show. Uh, we're just gonna rip on Buffalo. So our question of the week. It's not really a question of the week. I mean, maybe you could phrase it uh, on like I don't know, maybe how long they're gonna lose, or are they one of the worst? Are they top five worst team in history? I don't know. We'll find out. But in our Buffalo section here, Buffalo is just horrible. So. Let's look. Let's take a look back at what's going on in their 18-game losing streak. Gabe, want to get started? Yeah, but for the question, I think I would phrase this as, "What makes Buffalo so bad?" I think it has to do a lot with management, but also, as according to Ramos Ristolainen, it's also a lot of the players' issue, not just the ownership. He said that in a quote. We talked about it last week. But when it gets that bad, that your own player is like. Yeah, it's not even the coaching and management's fault that they've been so bad. It's really just on both ends. It's overall terrible organization. Yeah, so 
some fun facts about the Buffalo goal or the Buffalo losing streak. Not minus 51 goal differential. Uh, they blew a three goal lead in the third period against Philly a couple days ago. Uh, yeah. And they had a 96% chance of winning. Go to moneypuck.com. I don't understand how you blow a three goal lead against Philly. Like it's not like, it's not like, it's not like they blow blew it against Tampa. They blew it against Philly. Um, their last win was on February 23rd. They have zero wins in March. Um, so over a month ago. And their last win against any team not named the New Jersey Devils was on January 26th. So yeah. it's, been, it's been a while. It's been over two months since they beat a team, not the Devils. And another fact is that Jack Campbell, the Leafs' backup goalie, has the same amount of wins as the Sabres do. Yeah, and with the negative 51 gold overshell, I really want to read you their listing in the standings on the NHL app right now. In last place in the NHL with 34 games played, the Buffalo Sabres has six wins, only six wins, and 23 losses, five overtime losses, so they snagged a few points there, 17 points, um, a two, a, a one in four point, and um, they got a point two five one in four uh, per- win percentage and a negative 51 goal differential. It's just insane. Also, if you go to like the team's advanced stats in power play, like believe it or not, they're actually 13th. So like they in power play percentage, they're mediocre with 22.7. And then in the power play kill, where does Buffalo reign? Actually, dead male of the league at 16th with 78.4. Still pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little weird because it's not like they have one giant flaw. It's not like everyone's horrible. It's not like they have horrible goaltending. They just aren't able to gel together. And I guess, like, they're, like, probably below average roster, but they really should have more than six wins. They're just not able to gel. They're in Buffalo, right? It's not like, oh, man, you lose the game, and guess what? Instead of going out right in Florida, if your team sucks, it's like, oh, well, you go out, you have a nice time. There's palm trees everywhere. You go in Buffalo, it's, it's springtime. It's probably negative 15 degrees in a blizzard. So, like, just yeah. depressing. And this also sucks for like the Sabres sand base because the Buffalo Bills and the NFL have been so good. And then like anyone who is like a hockey fan is like, might as well just more focus on like the NFL free agency than this. But actually like to give Buffalo a tiny bit of credit here, like it's not like that they're getting blown out every game. They're like pretty middle of, of the pack league in X goals for and X goals against because they got um, goals for per, per 60 minutes is 2.1. And goals against is 2.35, which is pretty middle of the pack. Like a good team, like the Islanders have a goals for 60 minutes is 2.2 and goals against is 0.185. So they're, and like teams like the Leafs is 2.84 and 2.35. So like they're pretty middle of the pack. Like their stats are not terrible, but they just can't seem to win. Yeah. I, I got no words. Buffalo, you suck. Yeah. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonder. We are Twigs in the Rocks. And remember, Buffalo sucks.